Wolverine. Wolverine. Pull up a chair. This is Flexipose episode 201, recorded on February 27, 2018, on the docket today. Plus, Myrl. We'll have our Netflixation of Cloverfield Paradox. Get caught up on what you plan, featuring Electric Dreams and the Black Panther. Finally, we'll close out the show with the community grab bag and that sweet, awkward finish. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And enjoy the show. Yep, I called it. <laughs> Jason, I got to fix your... <laughs> I am broken! Welcome to back to another episode of Flex to Pose. Those on the stream, I am invisible at the moment. So, uh, hashtag deal with it. But welcome. Welcome to another episode of Flex to Pose. We're pumped to have you here. It is Tuesday. It's Flex to Pose Day. We survived episode 200. I did not delete the video. I did not... I almost went full... Disaster artist. You never. I was go gonna, I was just gonna say it sounded like that's where you were headed. I did I not a, do it. If I had a water bottle. I would throw it, but all I have is a glass bottle, and I do not want to throw that. Don't throw not the glass. Throw that. Don't throw the glass. Don't throw the glass. I'm Jason. He is Lucas. Welcome to Flux Suppose. I should have gotten that out of the way sooner, but hey, we're known here for not doing things in an appropriate fashion. So welcome, pull up a chair. As I said, it's time for you to embark with Lucas and I in a journey through the interwebs, through time and space, through the magical land of life itself. We're gonna get you caught up on what's going on. We're gonna talk some nonsense and hey, we're gonna talk a movie because we haven't done that since Bright. So why not, why not do that? Why not do that, Lucas? How's it going, man? I'm just, uh, you know, and- you want me, Do I need, you want me to talk while you're fixing things? You want me to- uh, I almost got you fixed up. Well, here, let me just say the only reason why this happens is because we use a separate client for for talking to one another, and uh, it's a Windows based capture. And every time I gotta set you back up, man, I let you fall so I can set you back up again. <laughs> why? Why do we fall down, Master Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> why do? We, don't know. Don't put me down that tangent, man. I can't. I do have a small disclaimer on the episode. At some brief moment, Trish, I will man. have to step away. Momentarily, because my my wife went out to dinner with some friends tonight, so I have the boy, and I have him. He is napping. Well, excuse me, he is sleeping, and I have le video monitor. <laughs> so at, at some point, the exchange will have to be made. It will happen. It'll probably be nice to say hello. So you'll have to you'll have to freestyle a little bit. I want you to vamp a little bit. You know, you Just, saw my freestyling you know. skills from before, dude. My dance, my. <laughs> My uh, that freestyle is dance probably moves probably the greatest gif I have ever seen, and the greatest gift you have ever seen. Ooh. Whoa! Yes, the internet. I can, you know, I'm pretty confident saying the internet will never be the same after that. I mean, I, I don't really... think there's there's pre gift dance and post gift dance, and we're living in a post gift dance world because we are living in a <laughs> post gift dance world. Oh God. Yeah. Well, tonight mm. I'm drinking Under the Kilt, my friend. That's that's Ooh, sponsored by Dragon Mead. 
Under the Kilt. It's a wee heavy scotch style ale. I've been wanting to try this one. I really enjoy their um Final Absolution. Yes. It's one of the, it's the first it's actually the first Belgian I ever tried and it got me You know, I don't got me started. I don't think I get dragon meat. I don't get dragon meat very often. I don't know for a reason. They're expensive. I just All of their beers are above three dollars, I believe. Not really sure why. I think it's because they go for kind of the the bigger, bolder styles. They don't really have they have less uh less uh styles, but the ones they chose were like double IPAs and triple Belgian ales and all that stuff. It's not a no, it's not that expensive, you're right. But when you're buying a six pack and you're also filling it with other, you know, four to five dollar one one try buys. It's, uh, yeah, I, it can get expensive a, pretty You know, quickly. that's a tough thing about going to, you know, the, oh. the bottle shop because, whoa, I just a Lucas pour if I ever did see one. The head uh, on this thing is almost as big <laughs> as my head. <laughs> it's a beer show. Um, up. Anyways, you know, that, that's the always thing about the bottle shop. You know, it's like, I, I do get sticker shocked there a bit. Like the, uh, the beer I bought for episode 200, the mom on your, your mom on French toast. Yes. Um, that, that was like. That was, oh, I know a four pack. What are they selling? They were selling, I think they're selling in six packs and you only could buy one. And that was like 20 bucks for a sixer, which isn't too outrageous. But then I think it was like four bucks for a single. And I like the two to $3 range I'm cool with, but then like spending $4 and above for just yeah a pint. Well, and the problem is too, is that um, you're paying a, a small premium for buying singles anyways. Cause if you buy them, in like a four pack or something, you're getting it slightly cheaper. But when you buy it single yeah. like that, it, it's, you know, a little bit. And I mean, it's like, you know, it might be like 20 cents more, but still yeah. there must be some soap left in this glass or something, because no matter what I do, this is just, it's got to settle <laughs> down, settle down beer. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> well, um, why don't you, since you know, don't know when you'll be pulled away, why don't you start with your IRL, my friend? Uh, yeah, I will do that. Wait, I will do that. I was going to quickly check the location tracking because we're one of the households that does that nice. through the iMessage because this is, this is how it always works. You know, you know, your wife, you leave somewhere, your wife will always be like, well, let me know when you get there. You do. But if, when I go, Jess, let me know when you get there. She never does. So <laughs> now it's just nice, especially when she's going around with Aiden during the day, you know, I just pull it up on my phone. I'm like, oh, okay. That's where she's at. Okay. No problem. So it's all good. So yeah, she's in Holland. So um, we'll probably be good. But yeah, I will go first. So we are considering Uh purchasing a vehicle. Oh. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have an 08. My wife has an 06. Uh, Hers is a Jeep Liberty. I have a Dodge Caliber. Uh, None, neither is very desirable for a car seat. Uh, the car seat will not fit in the back seat in either vehicle with someone sitting in the front seat. So that's been an unfortunate thing we've dealt with since March of last year. And, you know, it would both still run fine, but you know, it's probably time, you know, I wouldn't think about it. So we, we did do a test drive yesterday on a vehicle here in town. Um, I think we're going to be, I don't know. It's interesting. The whole, you know, negotiation process uh, didn't quite get offered quite what we hoped on the trade in and um, negotiations initially didn't go so well. So we're like, you know, we're going to walk away. No problem walking away. And I actually, I, I forgot I gave him my phone number because the dealership 
call or the car dealer, I should say, because it's a used car dealer, not a dealership, called mm-hmm. me back tonight to ask me if we were still interested. I was like, oh, I got him. I got him. We'll yeah. see, though. I was like, well, you know, we didn't quite do our homework yet. Da, da, da. So I kind of just kicked it around the road. So I'm going to call the, I'm going to call our credit union tomorrow and just, I, cause I want an idea of what our payment would be. Um, we're looking at a 2013 uh, Chevy Equinox. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it got crazy. I don't know. I'm not too worried about the miles because it, it, it runs really well. Um, runs and drives and it, good. And like the important thing, it's in our price range. Like I can't, uh, we can't afford a vehicle that's, you know, sub 80,000 miles. That's just not going to be the scenario for us on a single income. So um, we'll see, you know, depending on what the payments will be. Um, maybe we'll, it depends on how close we can get. If we can get close, we might, we might go might go for it because like it's nice because the car is right down the road from us so it's easy to uh it's easy to check it out and go i don't i don't want to drive like you know there's some favorably priced vehicles but they're like 60 miles away and i don't want to drive an hour yeah because then you're like there's there's added pressure to like get it and i don't i don't want to go down that route so uh, we'll see what happens i'm not like overly excited about a monthly payment because i've you know i haven't had a car payment for several years but you know it's it's going to happen sooner or later. So um, there's definitely things we can toy around with in our budget. And we've, you know, we've talked about just, um, I'm not sure with other, uh, with our listeners out of state here, but here in Michigan, one of our large grocery chains is grocery chains. It's called Meyer. It's a big uh, supermarket chain and they have a, a shopping service called shipped where people go on, mm. they'll buy your groceries and deliver them to you yes. uh, for a charge. So that was something she would consider, you know, doing on, at least on Sundays and maybe one other evening just to bring in a little income here and there just to contribute, but something that'd be totally flexible and she could decide her hours. So possibly looking maybe something like that, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. And the main unfortunate topic of the Belisi household this week is our son Aiden has caught his third illness of the wintry season. And uh, this one's probably been the roughest he's got. Uh, we ended up taking him to the pediatrician today because, uh, just wanted to make sure it wasn't getting into his lungs because he had a lot of like a flummy sounding cough. His lungs are clear, so that is good. Everything sounded great there. He doesn't really have, um, I can't, I can't even say it's a low grade fever because it's not. I mean, the highest his temp ever was was like 100 degrees, and then it always would go back down. It's not really affecting his sleep. Unfortunately, the cough does wake him up from naps. His night sleep has been fine. He had a little bit of fluid in his ears, so we're hoping that this means that it is on the way out. I mean, because if it worsens, we're probably looking at an ear infection, but hopefully it's on his way out and we'll be done with that. They did give us an antibiotic, but urged us not to fill it unless we only absolutely have to. So if it gets to the point where he's waking up in distress and upset, then we know he's got something more serious at hand. But so far, I mean, that's never been the case. The worst was the other night and he just kept coughing and he wouldn't go to sleep. So Jess like went in there and held him and rocked him. And then I'm just like out in the living room like. I don't even, what am I even supposed to do here? You know, I, you're supposed I, to feel Matt, like shit the whole I, time. Matt, Matt responded to me on Twitter, a couple other guys. And it's like, what do you do? Because your kid's miserable. Your wife's in there take, doing her mother and in, her motherly instincts are kicked in. She's like, it's go time. She's in there doing her thing. And you're just like, well, it's not like I'm going to go down to the basement and play some video games right now. I don't really <laughs> feel like watching anything. And so it was like eight o'clock and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go to bed. You know, so I was going to, I was going to go in and watch, um, I think I was going to watch Cloverfield. I was going to watch something and I just didn't um, get around to it. And then she put him back down and then 
he woke himself up yeah and then she tried it again and then he just wouldn't settle down so finally we just put him down and it it worked out and we got up and i was able to stay awake for like an hour and i was falling asleep during the walking dead i was like yep (laughs) i'm done i'm done for the night which is fine because i actually made it to the gym this week so um good job yeah so he's hopefully he's gonna do all right and that i think that's the worst thing you know I've, i've dealt with a sick kid before but when you're just so powerless as a parent, it's the worst thing to see your child not feeling well and you to be like, mm, I know. wish I could, I wish I could do something little guy or girl. Yep. Unfortunately, we all have to suffer. <clears throat> yep, exactly. So, um, that's where we're at, man. Cool. Well, I hope, uh, I hope uh, he gets a speedy recovery because me too. I've read that we are hit with the, not we as in Michigan, but just in general, America has been hit with the worst um, case of flu, the flu virus in a long time. So, you know, Mm. people getting sick. Uh, I know um, my brother-in-law's girlfriend got bronchitis. It's not good. It's not good. It's not a healthy atmosphere. That was a funny statistic you shared. I mean, it, it's coming from cracks. I mean, you take that with a little bit of grain of salt, but they said, you know, this is one of the worst flu seasons, but a lot of it's due because the horrible pressure that employers put upon their employees yeah. to come, to not miss work. So, you know, employees are coming to work sick or they don't have sick time they can take and they can't afford not to be at work. So they have no choice. Like we have, you know, we have sick, we, we got rid of, we, like, we eliminated our sick and vacation time. We just have one giant paid time off pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way, you know, it all comes from one. So if people don't use, you know, didn't take sick day, guess what? You got more vacation. Um, but the unfortunate thing is like, then my, my, it's weird, you know, with my employer, because, you know, I'm, I'm friends with my bosses. I knew them before they started the company. Um, then he's like, he's like incentivizing people to, I think he's going to like pay a premium for people to not use their vacation. I'm like, <sighs> you kind of want to encourage people to take vacation. Like, yeah. He, I think we want to encourage employees to get away from work and, you know, be away from work. You don't, we already have enough outside pressure to feel like we're letting everyone down when we don't go to work. Yeah. So to actually make it incentivized, I feel like is going in the wrong direction. It's kind of nice in theory if you don't ever end up using it, but yeah, it's also kind of encouraging before I had a family, I'd be a guy I wouldn't use on my vacation, you know, but now it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm using every last bit. And what, if I have time off left at the end of the year, I take it all. And I take, you know, I have a, a bulk there, but, uh, you know, I just, it's unfortunate because we had a couple of people last year that abused the system and had like, I, I, I you know, I'm not going to divulge. We had somebody that had like 40 hours of sick time plus vacation. And it's just like, because we, we didn't have a, we didn't limit the, you know, we didn't put harsh limits in place. And then, because as a growing company, you know, and then you have to, create policies and mandates and nonsense Fuck that i know now we're just corporate now i'm the, the man toting the corporate hammer and that's blah. right that's right you're laying down the law right doing write-ups and disciplinary notices and i always find that that's got to be difficult when you're in a smaller setting where pretty much everybody's kind of at least friendly towards each other so they're just you know it's like oh yeah. i gotta be serious now <laughs> and they're like right? take it as a joke and it's like no seriously 
it, it's crazy. We're almost triple the size of when I started there three, almost three years ago now. So wow. we've, had some, we've had some explosive growth, shall I say. <laughs> How many percentages? This, isn't, oh, this okay. isn't the Jason corporate podcast. Like this it. isn't. I know. So please tell me about CEO some stuff. Jason. Well, I can lighten the mood, I suppose, with a little beer scare that I had. Uh, I was Ooh. I was packing up my beer for the Flex to Post Beer Exchange. And uh, I've been messing with this thing a lot. Okay. So I, I want to get it like perf- perfected. It's, in it's the your art. baby. Yes. I want this thing to be perfect for my recipient, which is Callow. And uh, I, I, I have spent many times. It's, it's kind of like speaking of vacation. It's kind of like when you're packing your car for the <laughs> ultimate vacation and you're like, you, you know you have too much stuff, but you're going to get it in there. So you keep like, well, maybe if I just set this vertical instead of horizontal, horizontal et cetera, et cetera. So I'm packing all this stuff. You're like the Clark, the Clark Griswold of beer shipping. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I put a lot of lights on it. Um, <laughs> power went out in the entire neighborhood. Clark, shitter's full. <laughs> oh, God. And so at least I don't need anybody to come over, any of my family to come over and help me, that's for sure, or visit. Um, so I'm packing all this, and all of a sudden I feel a drop on my foot, a drop of water. Heart stops <laughs> in its chest. I'm just like, what the fuck? So I'm like, how is this possible? Because I was trying to use a shoebox, and it wouldn't, with the padding, it wouldn't really close all the way. So I taped it down and I'm like, Oh my God, did I like somehow Superman push a can so hard that it like opened outward somehow or ruptured or did I break one of the glass bottles? And, uh, so I'm freaking out and I tear it all apart and I'm looking at it. I'm like, there's no, there's no liquid in here. What the hell's going on? So I look, I pick up the box and I'm looking around on the table. My wife has, a potato in water that she's trying to get to grow like more potatoes off from. Don't ask me. And she also has some carrots and I knocked that glass of water with the potato in it onto the table, which slowly emanated, like dripped down into the edge of the did table. You, and did on you my then shoe. boil it, mash it and stick it in a stew? Potatoes. No, I did. What? <laughs> oh God, that was a horrible. Uh, yeah, I can't do it. I used to be able to <laughs> watch Taters Precious, but I can't do it anymore. That's disappointing. I, I can't do it anymore. What's Taters Precious? That's pretty close. That's pretty um, close. Too much Yoda time, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, that kind of made my heart stop for a second. And then I finally, and when I stopped and saw what it was, I was like, thank goodness, because I thought for sure. Uh, putting putting glass beer bottles in there that's scary I, when i sh- i only shipped one glass bottle to matt and i was just like oh god it's gonna break i know it's gonna break that's all yeah. i could think the whole time and the fact that it went usps also was just scary because i'm like oh god oh. it's gonna break i'm gonna get government's gonna call me or something so don't do that yeah don't well do did you, i don't know if anybody um had said anything about it yet, but I was wondering about the sloshy noise that comes from the box because it's very obviously liquid. And I don't know if they're going to have questions about that, but I'm, I'm, I was planning on just, um, dropping it off at the, out of the box next to us because they're a UPS uh, Mm. pickup point. So I was like, well, nobody there is going to care. I'm sure I'll just, I've also heard that if you write active yeast cultures on there, I mean, you're not technically lying. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, but it, I was so happy when I found out that nothing broke because that would break my heart, 
honestly. So. <laughs> Cal is UBS and it's olive oil for his grandmother. I love it. I maybe I'll do that. It's uh, it's my own patented barbecue sauces. We're a soda traders. <laughs> That's true. We got, we got some fancy soda here in Grand Rapids. I want to share it with my my friends. Sending out that Fago like it's mm, a little um, moon mist for my friends. Yes, exactly. Um. <laughs> Now, as you probably have noticed, Jason, and anybody watching in the video, there is a TV behind me now. Oh, gosh, yeah. I did see it back there, and I was just like, oh. Man, this is like bizarro world trying to figure out how to orient your body when you're trying I to did, point I did read the link. Matt has a very helpful link disclaimer for all of your beer shipping needs for those. Oh, uh, okay. I posted one uh, in the information section that nobody probably. <laughs> Anyways, there's a TV behind me. And yep. this TV used to be in front of me, but I got tired of that, Jason. I couldn't do it anymore. It's It wasn't worth it to have this giant 40-inch television in front of my eyeballs, like three feet away, if that, maybe even closer. I couldn't do it anymore. And honestly, there's a, quite a few games I've been playing with the controller, and to be able to just like relax over there as opposed to sitting at my desk where yeah. I'm already sitting to do my work during uh, the day. Do you have the Steam Link? I do, but that's for upstairs, and I don't play games upstairs unless I absolutely have to. Um, So, yeah, but here's the good news. I got the okay, Jason, to buy a second monitor. So that will be on the way. Yes. So, I I, I mean, I'm not going to spend a lot. Uh, It's going to be, you know, a 1080p, probably last generation piece. It's going to be a Westin house. No, I know. I I did say I was like I'm willing to not spend a lot. You got like a 38 inch curve. <laughs> no, no, no curves, no gimmicks. I am trying to get a 27 inch though, because bigger is always better. I'll be honest. I I I like my newer monitor, but I hate my monitor setup because I have my old, horribly thick bezeled monitor here on the on my to my right. Yeah. And I can't get the the mount all the way off. Like I can get the base but I can't get the little, the vertical stand portion. I can't get that off. So that's mm-hmm. still there. And then my new, my newer monitor is thinner, nice bezel, great monitor, but the way it mounts it, it doesn't have the, the visa yeah, or the VESA. I guess I should say the VESA, V-E-S-A, the force, the screw holes <laughs> on the have back. A visa card. Right. It doesn't have those. So I had to get an adapter for it. And it's just, I don't, it's really wobbly because of that. As you can see, I can just shake my desk and look at that. Look at that action. Um, don't shake your desk. So that, so that's that's unfortunate, but so every time uh, you sit down or move your hand on the desk, it wobbles a little bit or something little, like that. Yeah. So I kind of wish that would be one thing I would always recommend is make sure you have something that's basic compatible. Or I guess I could just um, get rid of the desk mount and just mount it on the wall. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I don't even plan on using a vase mount just because it's an added ex- added expense that uh, I can't really afford. Yeah. So Even though they are cheap, but. I mean, they can be cheap. It's so I didn't. It's so nice just to free up that desk space. I know. I would love to do that. I, I would actually like to get one of those little, um, kind of, almost like a step stool for your monitors. Uh, oh, like a riser. Of some yeah, sort? that's probably a better just word to lift for it. it up. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Just to lift them up a little bit and gain some of that. Um, well, space back here. Let's let's take a little tour of my desk. So here, oh! this is the problem. This is the problem the vase amount has given me. So. You got, you know, one monitor there, but then, so that just allows me to put an Xbox there. Yeah. And then the other monitor, and then it's just crap, all cluttered behind there. There's the switch is back there. The, a bunch of wires are back there. My router's back there. The, uh, 
Elgato's back there. It's just a cluster mess. So while cluster yes, I do have mess. while I do have desk real estate, it just means shit just gets piled everywhere. And the cables are a mess. My cable management is it's horrible. like a it's like a drawer, but everyone can see it all the time. It's, well, okay, it's, maybe it's, you're really you're really changing my mind about getting a VESA <laughs> stand, that's for sure. It um, looks cool though. That's true. People are probably like, man, do you do some sick programming on that? No, they see it. They're like, this guy's a pro streamer. He must and be hacking. I got, my, and I got my green screen back here. You can't see it because it's made to look like just this generic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's background. that's actually a picture. You don't actually that's live in really, the house. That's really not my guitar or any stuff. That's just, you know. It's a stock image that you you found on. I got Getty images. That's right. Exactly. I'm, 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 I've, I photoshopped out the, the uh, watermark. Good. Glad. That must so have what taken you, you're a just, lot. You're just, you're, just <laughs> on a sing, you're, up, you're just on a single monitor right now. Yes, I'm on. I'm back to the way that we were. I was long ago when we first started yeah. this podcast. Well, just think this... how much easier. Think how much easier it's going to be for to you to do set up the stream when you can actually separate things and. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is the TV really didn't make it that much more convenient because it took up the entire desk, which means this monitor was almost parallel to me basically or perpendicular sorry perpendicular to me so i was looking at it from about a i don't know 170 degree angle you know so it, it wasn't really working anyway so any any monitor would would be better than using the tv but that originally was my idea and i was like well i could just get a 4k tv instead of a, an, another monitor but having a 40 inch and you cannot find 4k tvs at all under 40 inches anyways uh, i realized that's yeah. not gonna work so yeah like so i have i have a, i don't know what i have a tv that i don't know what to do with like i i'm, I'm hopefully to eventually replace that with a 4k so i can actually hook my xbox one s up to a 4k television and actually take advantage of the mm-hmm. 4k ness you know and i don't know what i'll do with that tv you gotta live that just... 4k life you gotta send it to a recycle center i guess that'd be the best bet um, or just store it in your basement for four years, like I, I've been. Doing. I think um, I already saw a TCL, uh, the TCL Roku 4K. I've already dropped on dropped in price. You can yeah. get them in like under like under four hundred. Yeah, they they so, come highly recommended. So I hear. I mean, if Ellen gives them away, they got to be good. That's true. She gives Ellen it away. Know. Gives it away. Gives it away. Now, uh, okay. And now for the main event, because uh, this will be a bit longer. So we had uh, Isaac's We're dedication yesterday. Oh yeah, well, because because I've already managed to blow every topic, so you're like the you're like the enemy from Left for Dead, the bloater, the bloater, yeah, yeah, um, and then you you puke on everyone. <laughs> What's going on right now? You puke uh, on everybody so, one time, and you're a party puker for life. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I had we had dedications and debauchery, but actually debauchery came first. Uh, so the night before. We had uh, my brother-in-law and his girlfriend over because it had been a while. And uh, I, we, we were like, let's play some games. So we played some games. And um, I thought to myself, you know, I might have a beer or two. Well, I ended up having four beers. And we had to wake up at like <laughs> 7.30 the next morning. And I'm like, I thought I was going to be okay because two of them were Bud Ices. Because I was like, I don't want to buy all my – I don't want to drink all my expensive beer. Um but then I drank two of my my well expensive beer compared to Bud Ice. I drank two of mine, whoa, whoa, whoa. two Bud, Bud Ices. Ice? Yeah, that's what my brother in law brought to the party. They still make Bud Ice. 
I don't remember the last time I saw Bud Ice. Is the penguin you know, still on the logo? <laughs> uh, possibly because the logo looked old as hell. It looked like a NASCAR uh, car. I don't think I've had a Bud logo. Ice since. I think a, the last time I had Bud yeah. Ice was probably corresponds to the last time I played beer pong. I'm yeah, probably. Sure. Well, I, I have learned one thing. If you did you do name... did you do an impromptu battle of the beer? No, did I you do a solo not. flight. You I didn't do anything flight. fun. I should have. Yes. Um, All right. No, I, uh, I, um, I realized something that what I find interesting is Mountain Dew came out with this new Mountain Ice thing, so I'm pretty sure ice is just uh, synonymous oh. with like garbage, basically. That's the, that's the commercial with Morgan Freeman. I have not. Oh yes, yes, I I have because that or during aired during the Super Bowl, didn't it? Yeah. The fire and ice Doritos. And- Where he like he's rapping Missy Elliott. Good times. What a what what a time to be alive. Um, so anyways, we got way hammered. Well, hammered, I say hammered, but, uh, I did have four beers, which is way more than I have had lately. And then while I was, I didn't eat anything. Here's the best part of this, this topic too. We just had, Lucas and I just had the, the pep talk. We're like, you know, we need to cut down our beer intake, you know, maybe one during the show, none other until the weekend. And then just one a night. And then you're like, well, my, <laughs> mine was yes, that's true. But mine was mine was disclaimered with if we were ever had like company over or we were doing something significant, then I would um I would drink more than one. But however, however. I uh otherwise I drink about one a night or so, one every other night, depending. Um so that happened. Oh, what I was going to say is I ate these chocolates uh, because I was kind of hungry, but I didn't want to eat anything significant. So we had this leftover Valentine Day candy. And, dude, I think I, I woke up in the middle, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I had such bad gut rot. I went into the bathroom, and uh, I was like, okay, maybe I can just take care of this. And then I go back, lay back down, and I'm like, nope, it's coming up. It's coming up. So go back into the, the bathroom, and I um, – I, uh, open the drain valve, so to speak, on my throat and, uh, you know, (laughs) and I will say this, I am not Uh, a fan. I used to, I would rather feel bad, like shitty than throw up. I used to hate throwing up because nobody really likes it, but some people are like, I'm just going to throw up real quick and then I'll feel better and we can keep drinking. Um, I'm not that person. (laughs) Not any, not lately, Jason. I I used to be that person. That's true. Not so much anymore. So I threw this and all it tasted like was um, uh, strangely not the last beer that I had. It was in any any IPA that I had uh, second to last. And then this chocolate, dude, chocolate came back to haunt me. So I think that's what actually caused it because I wasn't hung over the next day. My stomach felt pretty weird. But other than that. So anyways, uh, the dedication, it went pretty well. Actually, it was quite easy. Uh, Isaac did a great job. He's never been in front of a whole group of people like that. And there's probably, you know, there's at least a hundred people at that particular church. And so we, we do, we do the process. And then, so here's, what's funny that the sermon that day was, um, is about the life of David, David, who beat Goliath with the sling and all that stuff. So the Bible goes on to talk about David and his life, like what he ends hey, up doing hey, afterwards. Hey, don't push your beliefs on me, man. <laughs> well, you're lucky because I don't believe this particular oh. religion. I mean, I don't not believe it. I just, I didn't make a choice. I, I, I opted out like a big wussy. Um, and so 
some bad things happen later in his life. <laughs> and uh, the, the pastor starts talking about sexual assault, basically. Um, there's a story where he sees one of his, uh, I don't know if it's generals or his, uh, or one of his warriors anyway. He sees his warrior's wife and he's like, I'm going I'm to get me some of that because she's bathing. He's walking around on his roof thinking about, uh, I don't know, strategy or something. He looks down and he sees her bathing and he summons her to him and they do it. And uh, I'm like, summons her. yes, he, bring, <laughs> bring her to me. Um, so uh, oh, I just thought this was a really weird uh, time to have this particular talk after a child's dedication. Because you know that there's going to be other people there that aren't necessarily going to this church that are um, there for the dedication. Like I did, like my mom came and some of this other stuff mm. or some of our other family, some of this other stuff. And, uh, you know, then they go on to talk about sexual assault and how David like may have been a rapist basically. So pretty heavy topic for, you know, my folks to just be like, Oh, okay. But, um, that was pretty interesting. And then, uh, and then, yeah, so every other than that, everything went well, and he is now dedicated to the Lord, and um, we're all awesome. happy. We're all fine here. Thank, thank you That's for asking. Great. It is great. Um, Did you, uh, are you guys, uh, the only reason I bring this up is because of, you know, I know um, church was a big, was mainly, was a social uh, outing for Isaac. Did you guys, are you still doing the the, the evening class? Form as well too. Yeah, uh, that hasn't started yet. Uh, oh, it hasn't started yet. Second week of March. It's a tumble oh, okay. and play class. Yeah, uh, it's in the evening, like you said, which really helps because then Danette can come home and actually uh, spend time with him. So, <laughs> yes, we offered our our child to the Dark Lord, and he has been accepted into the the fold. Bring me the child. <laughs> the child. The, child. the Don Cheadle. The Cheadle. Bring me the Don Cheadle. So, uh, yeah, you know what? I will say from my perspective, I talked about how I'm not particularly religious. Wasn't that bad. All I had to say was I will. And, you know, it's about Isaac and my wife. And yeah, I was well, there the thing, for them. Exactly. I know how you're, where your beliefs are. And it's good that you are, you know, supporting him and, and your family. And you're not – you are letting – I mean, he can't quite make his own decision for this, but you're not letting, you're not pushing your own personal bias. Right. There's no, there, yeah, your son he's not, like, you're, you're not like, well, I don't do it. My boy sure as heck ain't going to be doing it. Exactly. But he also uh, isn't necessarily Christian. Like it's nebulous until he's old enough to make that choice. Right. Right. Um, but I do want to take some time out of, out of your day to talk to you about our uh, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, if you have some time. Uh, I have been recently saved and I thought maybe we could sit down and have a little chat about some of my favorite chapters out of the Bible. <laughs> I really I, think uh, you should come, start coming to church with us, Jason. I, I'm, I pray, I'm, I'm praying I'm for pagan. your soul. I'm praying. I'm, I'm you're pagan. Oh, I'm praying yeah. for your soul even tw twice as much now. I do not mean to offend anybody who of any religion, but I do find it. I do find it yeah. annoying when people will stop you and out of your day and just be like, Hey, I think you should be my religion. Uh, why don't you give it a shot? The last time I encountered that, I remember I was in, um, I think I was in middle school at the time. Cause when I was still doing uh, my bass guitar lessons <laughs> Triggered! and I was like in, in Greenville and I was standing out waiting for my dad to pick me up and I'm standing out there on the, 
on the sidewalk with my guitar case. And this girl walks up to me. I was like, oh, she wants to talk to me because I got a guitar. No, it was about religion. And if I believed I was going to be saved and all this stuff, and it was just awkward. And I'm just like, you got to go. Yeah, because you don't <laughs> like my first instinct is to be like, no, I don't like I don't not believe that I'll be saved or whatever or anything. I don't really have much thoughts on it. But then when you ask me, my first instinct is to be like, no, I think we're all going to burn in hell. Thanks for asking. Like, I want to be the, as take the Russ approach. You want to yeah. be just a a-hole and a, a troll. You want to troll yeah. them, huh? Up yours, buddy. Well, speaking of trolling, what perfect, perfect time to go into our Netflixation this week. God, yes. The Cloverfield Paradox. So uh, we probably are going to converge a bit into spoiler territory. So <laughs> for those of you listening... Feel free to skip ahead. Those of you guys that are watching live or in the chat, if you need to bow out for a little bit, totally understandable. I don't want to, if you're interested in this movie, we don't want to ruin that for you. No. That said, let's get into it as we start yes. Battle of the Beer. We'll talk the Cloverfield Paradox. Now, um, I'm going to give it a disclaimer right out the gate. Uh-oh. That really, this I think this was the unfortunate thing that kind of set off the whole movie for me. This was revealed out of nowhere during the Super Bowl, and it was like, find out why the aliens. I mean, it basically put it put this picture into your mind that this whole premise of this movie, you're gonna find out how the the creature ended up on Earth. This is gonna connect. It connects the, the Cloverfield universe, and it's gonna reveal that whole aspect of it. And it doesn't really do that at all. It no. kind of gives you a vague idea of how it possibly could have happened, but it just doesn't, it just is a convoluted, messy, crappy way of doing it. And it really made me angry when it was said and done. And it, as Josh had mentioned in the chat, this was really, um, this was originally a movie called God Particle that uh, I believe, I, you know, JJ Abrams was the producer on this. I don't remember how if they like purchased the script or got involved with that whole production. And then they kind of, it felt like they kind of like shoehorned Cloverfield into yeah. this a bit. Yeah, uh, I read I read some interviews and I can see how they're like, oh no, we totally didn't do that. But I mean, it kind of feels that way. So no, um, we we didn't do that. What are you talking no. about? What this is the first time I'm hearing of it. Like I, I I get upset and disappointed because we don't see a lot of newer um, sci-fi. Not even just sci-fi. Like sci-fi horror was one thing, and this is somewhat that. Or you know, or quality sci-fi films, but I, I can see why because this comes out and it just—I feel like it, it just plays to too many of the sci-fi tropes, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, this guy's Russian. He's going to be the bad guy. He's going to fight with the crew. A bad guy uh, of some sort. Know? Yeah, and then you know, I, all of a sudden, it, it, like it definitely borrows from some familiar themes that we've seen before. Like it borrows a little bit from Alien. It borrow definitely. I saw influences like Event Horizon. It's definitely uh, no Event Horizon. That's what I was thinking the whole time because it, it kind of you could feel that type of um, uh, feeling trying to come from it, and it's like, mm, yeah. no, you. He wasn't German. No, there was I'm a, not racist. There the was, worm guy was Russian, Josh. Yes. German guy was the Schmidt dude from was Civil German. War. Yes. Yeah. So. Ugh. Although I do feel like they're racist because they chose like the most common names well, ever. That was, that's another point I want to say. Oh, the German guy's the bad guy. I mean, yeah. At one point, it started to go that route. Okay, but I'm I'm, I'm kind of all over the place here. So I feel like um, Hamilton may have been Smith at one point, and then they're like, that's a little too uh, was, plain. You know. 
I'm supposed to be talking about what it did right. So, like, what I did like is like I I enjoyed the the setting. You know, I I liked the whole space stations look. Um, I don't know. I I like the the feeling that it did give me because at the same time, while it did seem like heavily influenced by these films I, I talked about, I did also enjoy it for those reasons. I kind of like that vibe it got. I mean, I was. Unfortunately, you know, I saw the I, I saw ratings for this film, so I kind of had an expectation. I had very low expectations going to this because I mean, it's yeah. like, boy, I got like eighteen percent, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. Very uh-huh. very low ratings across the board for critically and um, just the standard viewer. Um, so I I, I like that. Um, you know, uh, I think Hamilton was probably the most definitely the most fleshed out character. We got to see enough of her backstory and really her motivation is like her loss of her family and that emotional struggle she has mm-hmm. especially learning that um family members are potentially alive and this alternate universe thing that's going on right. um and, and i think i'll applaud that as well because that's a very tricky like plot line to go down like this big parallel universes and crossovers and this and that so that was kind of cool to see but it doesn't i that also kind of goes in something that I didn't enjoy. So let's, what did, what did you like think that this got right? What were the things that you really well, liked about? I, um, I mean, the setup was okay. It, like you said, it was, yeah. it's a, it's a fairly standard sci-fi kind of trope to, to be like, I mean, it's just like event horizon. They set off this thing and it, and it causes a shift in reality or whatever. Um, mm. And so the only reason why they're up there is they're trying to find uh, a source of, power that can be unlimited but it's too dangerous so they have to do it on a ship i'm i'm fine yeah. with all of that 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 was a decent setup yeah, that, so that, that was, was that was a cool setup yeah i like that i like that whole idea of like they're trying to create a, a power supply that's unlimited and yeah i like that I yeah agree. uh and i i also thought that the the whole family struggle with the alternate dimension where her family is alive like that was probably the most compelling part of the entire movie I don't feel like she had to struggle with it that much. Um, I mean, there is a part towards the end where she realizes like, I, I don't get to go. To, I can't go to that, that other family and have two, mm. um, you know, Hamiltons on, on that particular earth. And plus our true bad guy, who was the, the woman who gets like shifted into their, their um, space station had said that it's hell down there. So even if she went down there, it would probably have been horrible anyways. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I can say with certainty is thank God for Mundy, uh, because I have to say that if it weren't for him, I don't think I think this movie would have suffered from a bit of like too seriousness, too much seriousness going on, not enough levity. Um, and I think Mundy definitely provides that. Um, I was hoping he would tell someone to turn it off and turn it back on again at some point to try to reference IT crowd. Oh, yeah, like, I know. You know. Engineer, you try turning it off and back on again. Um, Hello, IT. Yeah, played by Chris O'Dowd. That's what I was trying to look up. Yeah. Um, so I thought he actually did a very good job considering, however, his character doesn't really. I mean, he loses an arm and <laughs> he's like That's... joking about it. Yeah. Did, everybody, did like, everyone see that? My arm saved saved us all. It's like, how can you be so like joking about this when you're the the 
arm that you have left on your body looks like a ham steak or the one that been taken <laughs> off. It's like, yeah. Like, how are you joking about this right now? This is horrible. Um, but I, like I said, if it wasn't for him, I think this, this movie would have been a lot less, um, fun and it already yeah. wasn't that fun to watch in the, in the first yeah. place. So. so help me, help me explain this too. So like they, they make the jump and they're in their dimension. It's just because the way that you're in order traveling through time and space, I guess itself, not all, not as they say, the particles of the dimensions kind of mash together. So not everything was cleanly. Hence why the worms end up inside of yeah the one dude's body, how the one girl, the chick ends up, inside the wall well, that goes I mean, yeah that goes into one thing that i didn't like that that much um so if you want to just do you want to just like switch I, over to know, that and well, like, yeah and i and another part confuses me is like he doesn't um like he, you know that i don't even remember the character's name which always happens in netflix station before he like when he goes out he decides he's got to like kill schmidt because he doesn't trust him he like has this conversation with himself like staring in the mirror and at, and at that point i was like that's when i was like oh god it is event horizon he's possessed Volkov. by some unseen yeah he's a possessed by some unseen thing and he's gonna but it, it doesn't really it doesn't like i guess that's one thing i'll, I'll i guess that one thing i didn't like is i it doesn't really give me an explanation except i guess it leaves it up to draw in my head that the universe it's working out the the paradox itself and eliminating the variables that don't belong there hence like everyone yeah. that didn't belong in the universe they're they're getting killed off by unseen forces but it's like, like the it's like they copied and pasted over the world on accident and they from yeah. two different documents and they smashed them together and yeah. so now there's like multiples but of like, things or why why were the the foosball pieces spinning randomly and like it just well, uh, you know. those are two of my major um major problems uh one of which I'll, I'll address the the foosball thing they make like an event horizon. The the ship itself feels like a character. An alien, yeah. the ship itself feels like a character. And anytime you have people stuck inside of a space station or a small enclosed area, it doesn't even have to be in space. Like you could be a cabin out in the woods. The, the area feels like a character because it's so small and you get to know it really well. The problem is that when you do that, and it's um. It, you make it seem like it's alive because it is a character. You have to make sure that one, you're either attempt, you're doing that on purpose or two. And this comes into my second point that the laws in which you write this character, this like, uh, I mean like the ship or the cabin or whatever, it, the magic that makes this thing work needs to be, understood at least to the writer so my problem is that like you're talking about why do the foosball uh soccer people flip why does why is the wall suddenly disappearing and attracting his arm Mundy's arm into the wall there's no mm -hmm. like explanation as to why that happens and i don't mean like nobody sits down and says oh no we're in a giant magnetic field i mean like you don't see any cases of things that happen that are explained and they're not even explained by knowing how two realities smushed together even work. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. th it's just like, it's a free for all. Anything can happen. And one thing that bugged me a lot and really like turned me off from the film came towards the end when Mundy was killed by the magnetic, um, 
the spray that he kept spraying to to fix things. Oh yeah, when it comes because, off the wall and like tentacles him. Yeah, and I thought, okay, this it is going to die on him. <laughs> yes, it did, and I thought it was going to just like go through him, like yes, it was magnetic and spear him. Yeah, that's what I and thought. And instead, too. it was like alive. Why was it? Why was it alive? There's no explanation for that whatsoever. That they have written either through events or through exposition. Yeah. There's no so precedent for any of this. Stuff. If it was more like a realistic way, like how how she was trapped in the airlock that was filled with water. Or not even an airlock. She was trapped in that section that was flooded with water and then eventually gets uh breaks the seal and everything's mm-hmm. frozen. Or more or like a more believable instance. Like if you said if it if it did, was attracted by the magnetic portion and it just like yes. somehow it yes. was able to like impale him that way. Yes, I would prefer that because because they already already tried making it seem like it was alive with like that whole wall thing. And there, there was no, it's easier to believe a a set of circumstances that are just like one bad thing after the other that I can believe. I don't need an explanation for, you know, the worst day possible on a spaceship or whatever. I do need explanation as to why suddenly a wall disappears and his arm is attract is being pulled through for some reason. Why is that happening? I need an explanation yeah. as to why this spray is suddenly uh, has some kind of intelligence to it. I don't understand. Like, yeah. that's horrible. So in, incomprehensible world magic is a huge problem in any film. This one has that in spades. I thought um, for me, too, I thought there was like too sharp of a I don't know. It felt like it was too sharp of a contrast between what was going on with an Earth and then what was going on with the space station to where it was like it just felt it, it felt extremely separate like i i don't know it was like jarring for me to go back and forth a bit i understand why it's there why it's there but for me going into this thinking this is going to be an origin story of like the whole cloverfield monster going mm-hmm. back to that point i was so confused because i'm i'm going in with that mindset and i'm thinking I don't mean this does it doesn't first of all I'm like this doesn't match up. This is much more of a futuristic earth than what Cloverfield, the first movie film was set in. That was right. like modern day. And this is yeah. clearly in the future based on the the space technology that we have and everything and this this energy crisis and everything like that. So that immediately immediately was like, I'm like, what is going on? And then once they introduced the whole idea of multiple universes, like parallel universes, like, okay, is it gonna somehow transport back in time? And then I just so that immediately had me like weird and questioning. Um, I, but the whole earth, like the earth storyline just didn't like, I don't know. I just, I feel like the like Josh brought up a point that he said, you know, the, uh, that got added in once Abrams kind of got involved and they started splicing it in the Cloverfield stuff. I feel like it could have done almost better without that. In a way, I don't know. Like, but I then it wouldn't have been. Then it wouldn't even be Cloverfield at all. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Then it wouldn't be Cloverfield. Like, yeah. I've watched, I've watched two separate, two similar movies to this recently. Um, be it, um, well, I think this this one now and another movie that was a similar concept that I was really excited for, Life, with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, who else is in that? Oh yeah, uh, I watched that one. Jake Jake Gyllenhaal, and that I I hated that movie. Oh, I really? Like, I, I thought it was that yeah. pretty decent. No, because it's like alien all over again. It was just so dis- I was just so disappointed with that one. It was basically alien. Kind of, but I didn't feel like 
Yeah. But that's that's another subject. Yeah, I just yeah. I was I was expecting a little more and I was I felt it was I was getting a rehash. So I bet I'm really excited about this type of genre and then I'm just felt I feel like let down. With that said, um I don't know. Like you had given me I see your thought in the notes too when I, I told you I was like, Oh, I'm gonna start watching it. Like this movie is weird as balls. Yeah. This is <laughs> weird as balls. And I was like, Yeah, as I started watching it, you know, like it, it did those things like those weird Grow like I feel like now in every space horror movie, we got to have somebody that gets possessed and goes berserk and they're like twitching and then something's got to blow out of them. And then there's something in the, like when I thought when we had the chick in the wall, I thought it was going to be a monster in there, you know, other yeah. stuff. So I did see some cool things there. Um, but it just got the whole movie just got messy. It, and it, usually, usually I don't feel that way about films because usually I'm enough, I can see past that. And I just look, I look at things as. Uh, for me as you know i just get enjoy the story and i i at face value i still was able to able to do that but it was just like mm, there's a lot here i just couldn't i couldn't look past i don't know well it felt like those events were were okay on their own and they're memorable like the chick in the wall and in the hand in the the arm and the getting sliced off and everything but it just kind of felt like the writer was like wouldn't it be cool if like there was a girl in the wall because they didn't she got like teleported into the ship because of the realities mashing together but there were like tubes going through her and stuff and and it's and wouldn't it be cool if like there was just random magnet magnetic field pulling all his tools off it it just feels like you know a, a whole complete random like group of scenes that would be cool on top of a movie, um, a movie base underneath it. Um, a couple of other quick notes. Um, there's way too much, ex- much exposition in the dialogue. Holy cow. Especially at the beginning when they're in the car and she's like, and he, and he said like, you know, go, go over it in your mind or whatever. And she's like, uh, if I, if I stay, then I can do this. But if I go, then this is going to happen. And I'm just should like, I stay or should I go? Now? I'm just like, oh my god, why? Like, why? Nobody talks like that. I'm gonna see if I can find it, but nobody talks like that. Nobody just talks about their intentions for the sake of the audience. Um, it's just so unrealistic. But anyways, oh here it is. Okay, so I found it. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm trying to get back to stream. There we go. Okay, here we go. They're staring at each other moodily. Because people are starving. Because our energy supplies are running out. And this mission could unlock an endless supply of power that could save us all. Boom. There's your synopsis right there. <laughs> That's the entire thing you know. She goes up there because it could save us all and uh, it, it would be enough power to save us all. Like, you can't you can't tell me that through the story. I mean, they saved, they filmed, I can guarantee you, they filmed that portion in that car and had that part because they had no, they didn't have enough money. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, we'll save money by just uh, throwing them in a car. You can't see the background and they'll just set up the story through the dialogue. 
No, don't do that. That's bad. Show, don't tell. That's why you made a movie. If if we were making a audio drama to put on a freaking radio station, then yeah, sure. But that's a ter- that's terrible writing. Um, and then lastly, speaking of terrible writing, why did three people have to go to decouple that ring that was like throwing the the station off kilter? Like that. All they yeah. did was watch him. I say, yeah, they watch. Why? And why is that in space movies? Why do you have always an important like? switches that are these giant manual levers you have to turn <laughs> that always get like stu- another sci-fi horror trope you know they yeah. always get stuck or jammed and they can't the <sighs> the we're gonna have to manually override it but i can only do it from the other side why why would they ever design like nasa must be shaking their heads right now like that's not how you build space stations you stupid asshole um <laughs> so there's just a lot of that stuff where you just like it starts out. You're like, okay, I know this movie's not going to be that bad. But as you continue, you're just like, when I told you it was weird, I was like probably 20 minutes away from being done. And I'm just like, there's so much stuff that happened. I cannot, I cannot abide by. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kept kind of going over my, and I, I kept kind of going over my head, like, can I see past that? Can I see past this? And I, I do, I do think I still, if I had to go off the, I guess I'm kind of moving on to our final thoughts and verdict. If yeah. I have to go off the the Netflixation, thumbs up or thumbs down, I, I still don't feel like I I can rightfully thumb it down because it did have enough redeeming qualities for me personally that I could still give it a thumbs up, but. I'm just I I'm disappointed so much because I thought this was going to have like this much better connection to Cloverfield because I I really ever since the first movie, I always wanted more Cloverfield. And then like Cloverfield Lane came out of nowhere and 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 it was great and it was great. And I think I'm just really like that desperate for um like this type of sci-fi film that mm-hmm. I'll just take whatever I can get. Much you, like, you know, you whore. you're a movie much whore. Like, much like how I love altered carbon and everything else like that. Um, so it's just a very, very disappointed. Cause I, I, I thought I would put, I heard some of my peers, the same thing, talk about how they just didn't like that and had problems with it. And I was like, no, it can't be, it can't be that bad. And uh, it's just, mm. so what's your final verdict then? You're, you're, it yeah. sounds like a hesitant I thumbs think, up. You know, I, I think I would, I'd give it a Caesar thumb sideways really, if I could, because you know, I, it, it's, uh. I, I'm no, going to, I'm going to change my mind. I've talked through it. Thumbs down. I was going to say, I understand. Now that, I've, now, that I, now that I said everything I said, it doesn't make any sense. to give L- a thumbs But down. listen, listen, Linda, listen. I understand. I understand why you want to give it a pass. I did that for Bright though. I cannot do two. I can't do that two times in a row. I liked Bright. I liked Bright too, but I do know that I had uh, partial feelings coming into that movie. Here, I do agree. I would have liked to see a. I would like to see this movie made better. I would have liked to see this not shoehorned into another movie. I think I think God Particle on its own could have been a good thing, and then I think then it I got pulled think... in this other direction. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to put Cloverfield in here somewhere. I mean, come on. The only real 
thing that it has to do with Cloverfield at all is that you see a little bit of the Cloverfield monster one time. And then at the end, you see a whole lot of them. That's an ultimate spoiler. I'm sorry, but yeah. it's true. If you like Cloverfield, you are going to be sorely disappointed with this movie. I cannot recommend it. At least with Bright, I could say, well, if you kind of like sci-fi, you know, this is kind of interesting. Here, I didn't hate the movie, but there's not enough going there for me to recommend it to anybody, even people who like Cloverfield, because I feel like I'm doing a disservice in saying yeah. that it yeah. even it even works in that context. Like, oh, it's it's Cloverfield, but but uh, on a space station or something, you know, like it doesn't even, it doesn't even feel like Cloverfield. So, I mean, there's just so much wrong with it. I can't give it a pass. I, I, it, all you should do is you should give it a, a pass because the movie is not worth watching. Yeah. Josh, I, hate, I hate that. I hate that all these big Netflix, like monetary investments are not coming. Like there's, they haven't had, a real heavy hitter yet that's really been like bright was this huge money it make and it didn't wasn't received that well which i think is unfair still um this i think kind of the same way um this is like this is everything that was wrong with bright to the nth degree like this is many more cinema sins as it were than bright bright just has like i said bright just had the problem of like a second one could really flesh out the world this one they've already had two movies like how do you how do you f that up like seriously (laughs) i i don't understand how you make a sequel or in an in world movie like in this cloverfield world and then not make it about cloverfield at all other than oh you did throw in what's his name from Gotham talking about like again oh, yeah, yeah. the the yeah, entire yeah. point of did the you movie. Know, did you see who the you see who the reporter was that he was talking to? That was yes, what's her name? Yes, from uh from Silicon Valley. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so she didn't have to change her character one bit. <sighs> did you um I hate to break this to you, so that's our verdict. Do we wanna are we gonna roll into cause Tom Servo in the chat? Nathan Horton mentioned that he just watched Mute with Paul Rudd. He thinks we're gonna hate it. I feel so, like that's a challenge. So is that gonna be our net our next Netflixation? Uh, you know, I think so. I I, I wanted to see it because it's got my boyfriend yeah. in it, obviously. And uh, if someone tells me something, it's in the future and there's neon lights and it's raining, so I have yes. to watch. It. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and I do feel like it's uh, if somebody tells me something's bad. I want to watch it because, as I've said before, there's more to learn from bad movies than there usually are from good movies. So, uh, like we see here, I mean, you can't do much more wrong. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. I'm sorry. I'm just being mean for the sake of being mean. It is a bad movie, though. <laughs> uh, with that, should I should I spin the wheel? Yes, it's time to play an overclocked remix. We talked about Cloverfield Paradox. It's thumbs double thumbs. More than down. anyone should talk about Cloverfield. We're gonna Paradox. watch Mute for the next Netflixation coming up at the end of March. You can celebrate my son's one year of life with the Netflixation. Nice. I, that's yep. a good. Yep. That's a that's a great way to do it. So I've heard. I don't think anyone's ever celebrated their life with the Netflixation. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever listens to the Netflix station. Everyone skips that. Oh, 
we we held the live folks here hostage. Yeah, I know, right? live, live people have no choice. All right. Well, uh, I will say this: our our um, OC remix today is number seven, Final Fantasy VII. Finding your inner alien, something near and dear to my heart lately. And I do believe, I think I, uh, I know, I think we've had this artist on before. Not on here. Sorry. I think we've had <laughs> o- on, yeah, on OC Remix. Platonist, Platonist, Platonist. Platonist. He goes Platon- for platinum trophies. 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 <laughs> well, with that said, we are playing tonight for you. Uh, finding your inner alien. This is from Final Fantasy VII, released in 1997 by Sony, uh, by Square and Sony on the PlayStation One, featuring music by the legendary Nobu Umatsu. We are going to be looks like the samples uh, two songs: "Find Your Way" and "Genova." I should say it remixes those. Uh, we got an EDM. We got an EDM remix. You never know how that's going to go. But again, this is Finding Your your Inner Alien. And as always, folks, you can find this remix and many more at ocremix.org. So we're going to play the remix. We're going to come back with some what you're playing and get the show in the books. So stick around.
All right, that was Netflix. Well, that was Netflix Nation and an overclocked remix. Thank you. I'm glad you gave me a thorough point there. I need that to clip was, my nails. Holy yeah, shit. those are gross. You got They're some not poop gross. on too. Oh no, let me say no, no poop. <laughs> Just dirt. Uh, so uh, now it's now's the time of the show. We like to give you a little look into what we are consuming in the media world, be it usually a game or a movie, sometimes a book. You know, if you're into that sort of thing, and we like to call that what you plan. It didn't have that part because uh, it's from the arcade game, actually. I couldn't find the Sega Genesis version with the digitized in it, which what, makes me sad. What game was that? Sunset Radio. That was going to be my guest. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. We we had to cut some uh, – well, due to, due to length, we can't really – I don't think we can even talk about it much tonight either. We didn't talk about Black Panther last week on the show. Well, I mean, it's so new, too, time. that – there's no yeah, so, don't have spoilers or I really I really liked it. I don't know if I got a chance to say it, but it was I know I think we kind of touched on it at the end of the sh- end of last week's episode too is that we, we both really liked it and it was for me it was it was refreshing to see cuz I feel like we're seeing a lot of the same thing over and over in all the Mar- especially in, in in superhero films. So this was nice to see a lot of stuff I've never seen before. Not just with not just with what was on within the actors' representation, but I felt like um, it just seemed fresh to me. I mean, it was it was nice. Yeah it it was kind of like when I watched Spider Man Homecoming because I felt like when your villain and and it's it's important because in these superhero movies, obviously your villain is very important because it's the whole reason why you have superhero genre in the first place. Uh, and your villain in this is uh, very compelling, very, uh, very much like uh, Spider-Man Homecoming with the Vulture, where, you know, I would say that the villain in Black Panther has a much larger um, agenda, so to speak, a much more global scale agenda. But still, the the very um, his, his history is very like grassroots, very. Uh, very much in the realm of what most of humanity faces, you know, like, or at least mm-hmm. can relate to. And I find that to be very important. Whereas like somebody like Loki, I mean, Loki's great and all, but you cannot really relate to yeah. being the, you know, the kind of shunned um, brother of the one true King of uh, Asgard or whatever the hell. Yeah. I think this was the the first actual. What's um, I said? I don't go. I'm not, I'm not going to go see a DC film, so I'm going to mention that. But I this was the first Marvel movie I think I I've seen in in a theater at least um, since it might have been Civil War. I think because I didn't see I didn't see um, Thor. I didn't see. I watched uh, Guardi- I watched Guardians at home. I didn't. I haven't seen Spider Man yet. I'm pretty sure this was it. Wow, that's uh, you and I can still go see Thor at uh, um, the cheap theater. I would love to, but I don't get many chances to you, do. You that. haven't even got to do most of the stuff that you wanted to do at home, let alone. Yeah. So leave so the, the house. Yeah. Right. So Black Panther. Um. Since so other than that, I I finished Altered Carbon. I yes. I. No surprise. I really, really liked it. 
Um, no spoilies. Mark and I. I it was great. I really liked the story arc. I liked the journey it went on. It op- I think it, the way it ends, it opens it up for other seasons with an interesting twist. Um, really happy with it. Just. I have a question for know. you. The last episode I've watched is episode five. Okay. And episode five was the first episode I watched where I was like, I don't feel like that was as good as the rest of the series. There's Did a you little, feel that? There's a little bit of, um, there's a little bit there towards the middle where it's kind of like, mm, but I think it, it sheds that really quickly and gets back on track. Personally. Okay. Cause that one was like, I don't know. There was just something about it that was, Oh, okay. So it was, I'll, I'll try not to spoil it too much, but light spoilers. It was the one that had to do with um, torture. And oh, it yeah. just felt a little bit too like, well, of course, you know, he had training of about torture and stuff like that. Did you notice the guy that was doing it to him was in a former Netflixation? Uh, which, which, oh, the guy uh, with the crazy hair or the other, yeah. the real guy? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I noticed it or recognized him. He was in um, the one where it was like, oh, God, they were in like that. They were trapped in that hospital or whatever, and they had their own they had their own rooms that they were locked into, and they had like the group therapy sessions. And remember, they like find the hole in the ceiling. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had like that very plain, normal looking dude as the main character. Yeah. Uh, yes, I can't remember what it's called either. Um, and he was in that movie. I didn't even. Man, yeah. I wouldn't. I still don't know. That's crazy. And, yeah, what a, and, yeah, and and Max Headroom was in is in the series too. So what I mean, a you got co- that. Oh, that that makes you, me. You got that too. Yes. Uh, but again, I really enjoyed it. I'm really excited for more, um, more of that. Uh, and Jessica and I watched The Ritual, which is one something you and I had talked about possibly making a Netflixation. Uh-huh. Um, another horror movie came on Netflix. Much Recently. better than than uh, Open House. Don't ever watch Open House. Still, uh, Ritual is all right. <laughs> Had has a lot of Blair Witch vibes going for it. You know, you got four friends back on this backpacking camping trip in the woods, and then you know it's not found footage. So don't worry about that. But okay, I was going to ask you if anyone runs up to the camera and starts screaming. Right? No, but it has some similar vibes with like with the Blair Witch, and it has something that at least in terms of a creature I've never seen before. Um, oh, so it's a so creature movie. It oh, is a creature to a, movie to a certain extent. Okay. To a certain extent. And um, I don't know, the ending, this is the type of the movies where it has one of way, two, one of two different ways it can end. So that you can't kind of um, put too much weight on. But it's uh, it was it was good overall. We both we both liked it. We actually watched it again last night because my, my mother-in-law, I need to my see mother-in-law that. stayed what over and she wanted to watch it. And I have to say, like, the once you already have watched that and you know where all the scares are at, it really loses a lot of its... It's luster because I, I, I thought for sure, thought for sure I was going to pick that up on Blu-ray, but now I'm glad I'm I, I not because it's just kind of like if you watched it once, you're kind of you've kind of you kind of got there. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a carnival ride or something. Yeah, it's fun to watch it with someone that hasn't though, because then you just kind of keep waiting for them to like how they're going to react to different parts. So it's <laughs> just fun. Uh, and then the last thing I've been doing is uh, playing Owl Boy on Nintendo Switch. Uh, I'd say yeah. I, for lack of better phrase, uh, I will say Metroidvania light. 
because yes, it has uh, sequences areas in the game that are not accessible until you get like a, a certain ability. But it's not like you're doing major backtracking and back and forth across an overworld to access them. But I will say it looks um, it's gorgeous. Like has that 16 bit pixel art style, but like the, the artwork and the animation looks fantastic. Like that's where that game really shines. Uh, you play, uh, oh gosh, what is your character's name? Uh, I can't remember, but he's mute. So you don't talk and he, he doesn't really have any attacks himself, but he has a couple like, uh, buddies that you can switch between that he'll yeah. carry around and then you can, they have attacks and things, and abilities they can use. And I, I don't know, it's really, it's it's fantastic. I always wanted to get it on PC. And then when I heard it was coming to Switch, I knew I was going to hold off and get it there. So it's available on PC. Uh, it's available on Switch for twenty four ninety nine. Man, listen to those mechanical keyboard. Just yeah, but it's not, it's not being picked up on the on the feed. So otherwise somebody oh. would have bitched by now, I'm sure. <laughs> Kevin, would have, the- Kev, Kevin would have heard it and immediately <laughs> teleported in here and said, what the fuck? <sighs> Uh, and they're having actually a physical version, a physical release. Uh, as well, I was going to so. tell you, I, I got this through uh, humblebundle.com. Go to humblebundle.com right now and use my <laughs> offer code. Uh, go screw yourself <laughs> to get 20% off. I, I, probably, I, I put a ton of time. I did like some late. I streamed a good chunk of it uh, Saturday night on Twitch, and I like ended up playing it for like until like two in the morning <laughs> intentionally. Wow. Damn. So. Well, see, that's the thing is like I'm already caught up in some other games right now, which I, I'll kind of get into, but. Uh, I didn't want to, I feel like I need to, de- to devote some attention to that. Um, and I also, I kind of had that happen to me with um, Hyper Light Drifter, where I started playing some other games and then that kind of fell off to the side and I need to finish that one. So Yeah, you do need to finish Hyper Light Drifter because that's a great game. I need to hyper my light drifters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and beyond that, that's been it. I still hop in Brawl out every once in a while. I did see, speaking of um, Humble Bundle, they have a new a Brawler bundle right now. And for $9, oh, really? Rivals of Aether is in a pack. Ooh. But that's the only game out of all the bundle I really want is Rivals of Aether. I don't want the any of the of other them games. Are just... I, they're all like 2D fighting games that yeah. I'm not interested in. And it's like, I'd rather just have Rivals of Aether. <laughs> <laughs> I had that problem with the uh, Rockstar uh, bundle that they had going on. I really wanted Bully the Scholarship Edition. I would have taken like L.A. Noir and uh, one other one, but the rest of it was just like their old stuff, and I was kind of like, or like all the old GTAs that I already own. So I was like, ah, I'm not gonna pay 15 bucks just to get like two games that I that I want. So I had to pass, which is I don't normally do that. I don't usually have that kind of self control. Um, I do want to say I was going to. I went to check in my beer on Untapped, and then I found this, and it was very disappointing. If it'll can't read it, it's all blurry. I don't think it'll. It might not pick it up. There it goes. There you go. Under the kill. What's the? I can't read it. It's I already have in. a check in. Oh no, it's not a unique. But my, I still agree with my old self, which rated this at a four point seven five. And you know what? It is really damn good. It definitely is it's a like sipper. The biggest disappointment. You're like, yes, unique check in, and then. Uh, Oh, I'm done. I don't, forgot. I don't, I don't check in uh, repeats. I have no desire to. I only check in uniques. And half the time I don't, I forget to. And then I'm like, well, I can't check in now. If I felt different about this, I would check it back in. But I don't. Mm. So, I mean, there's some stuff I, I tried really early on when I started untapping things. And after I've had a lot more beer, I've gone back and been like, I that doesn't deserve a five. Like, 
not everything I just like a lot deserves a five necessarily. So that's uh that's the only time I'll go back and check something else then. But uh speaking of since we're kind of going on this theme of um rainy days and and uh noir and sci fi, uh I checked out Electric Dreams on Amazon video. Yeah, I, I saw this because it's uh they're all what, um adaptations of stories from uh Philip K. Dick, right? I don't know if they're all adaptations, but definitely inspired, I would say, for sure. Uh, they're all sci-fi at the very yeah. least. I, I just I don't know if they up. are. Like, also, one day I was like, oh, I never check out Amazon. And immediately I was like, oh, I still need to watch The Tick because yes. I haven't watched any yes. of that. And then I saw Electric Dreams. Like, sweet. And then there's another thing on there that was like anthology of horror stories, mm-hmm. I think. I can't remember what it's called. But while you're talking about Electric Dreams, I I know what you're talking about. the wife is home. So I'm going to do the, the switch okay. over right now. Okay. It's just going to be me for a little while, guys. And gals, so I hope you I hope you're okay with that. Uh, well, I I've only watched the first episode, so I can only speak to that. But it's a little bit like Black Mirror, uh, in the sense that, as far as I know, none of the uh, episodes connect with one another. But the uh, oh, there's Asher. But the first episode dealt with uh, a alternate reality where uh, you had two people. You had a you started with a woman in the future who her her wife i'm assuming her girlfriend says that she needs to go on a vacation so she uh <laughs> hi aaron uh so she says that uh she needs to go on vacation so she does this by going into this alternate reality and she plays as another person and uh it can be anybody it just it's made up by your brain apparently so it's a, it's a bit like dreaming i guess and so in this other reality you see who she who she plays as or who she is and this other reality is dealing with this character or this person who is using uh the virtual reality that he uh invented to escape the murder of his wife and so you're left wondering which is reality and which is actually virtual reality. Uh, and I actually, it, it was a little, it was a bit of a rocky start at first. Um, I don't know if I was just kind of challenging it because I was like, well, black, black mirror did it better. Or, you know what I mean? Like I, I kind of wanted it to not be as good, I think. And it had to win me over. I don't know why I was kind of being like, this the show needs to win me over uh if it's going to if it's going to get any attention from me. So I'm going to give it more I'm going to watch more episodes. I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh and I enjoyed the first one. I had to watch the whole thing. And uh I mean, I did watch the whole thing and by the time I did, I was like, "Okay, I I enjoyed this." So it took the entire episode. I wasn't just like on board right from the beginning. Um but it eventually won me over enough that I will watch the rest. Uh, I Josh, I did try Dark on Netflix. I have watched about half of the first episode, and I do want to go back to that. I just that one hasn't pulled me in quite as quickly, um, and so I I want to devote some time to that when I know I can sit down and watch like three episodes and then decide whether or not because I've heard that that one's good. Uh, also, I'm watching it in German because I don't 
like the voiceovers typically, and I don't mind reading, although it can be a little distracting. Um, like typically I don't like subtitles in video games, but I will read uh, foreign language for, uh, or I will do foreign language for something like dark. Uh, so yeah, you, I tried dark. I jumped, I just saw the chat and you mentioned it. We, Jessica and I tried dark and maybe it'd be better if I did it subtitled, I guess. It, uh, I've seen like the trailer of the English, uh, dubs, dubs. and it was, yeah, it would take me out of it. Yeah. Cause I think seeing the, you know, the, the, the actors like edited to try to match up with the speech, it just, it, it looks so obvious and glaring that you're like taken out of it, you know? And I, I was like, in my youth, I was like, oh, I wanted, I don't want subtitles. I want it, yeah. you know? But yeah. I remember Maybe watching I- Pan's Labyrinth and people left the theater because they didn't know it was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. I gotta read subtitles? This is stupid. Maybe that'd be another series. I, I like, I don't think, you know, Jessica and I would both watch together because. I don't think she was feeling it. Maybe she'd be willing to try with subtitles, but um, well, it's definitely I, maybe one I, of those. I give it a go solo. But. It's one. It's a little cerebral, I think, and sometimes you don't feel like having to devote energy towards understanding what you're watching and reading what you're yeah. watching. And like I said, if if the subtitles aren't done well, it can be very difficult to keep up with what's happening on the screen and read at the same time. I've, I've definitely watched some stuff where I felt like I was doing more reading than I was watching. And that definitely sucks. But, uh, but yeah, so electric dreams, I'm going to give more, uh, Jason, you missed it. I, it took me the whole first episode, but it it eventually won me over to, to watch the rest of the series. Uh, it's a bit like black mirror. So just to give you a heads up, it's not, I haven't watched black mirror at all yet. It's another good series. Uh, yeah, it's been in my queue for like three years, however <laughs> long it's been. Uh, it's been in my queue. Well, a long we, time. we all have those, don't we? Uh, and then you watch it and you're like, why did I wait so long to watch this? Just, you know, it's got to be the right yeah. time. I finished Just Cause 3. Finally, oh. um, I I, un, I did all the bases. Like I told you, I was uh, all the bases are belong to me. And I it, it took me a while, but eventually I just got tired of it and hopped in a chopper and just like went through and blew everything up with a with the uh the chopper and didn't ever have to get off the ground unless it was a uh in a town you have to blow up certain things but you have to get out and raise a flag but if it's like a military base you just blow everything up that's has red on it basically um and so those were much easier uh so once i did all that then i finally finished the rest of the game and i well i finished the story mode uh which actually wasn't really that long because after that i only had a couple more missions and i was done um, and like, I, like I was kind of telling you when I was texting you about it, I, the story mode isn't really enough to make me feel like it's a game worth playing all the way through, like to pick up for the story mode. Mm-hmm. It's more of a giant sandbox, even more so than like, cause at least like grand theft auto typically has a story that I'm invested in, but yeah. here I didn't really feel the pull to, to do the story mode. I just kind of did it because that's kind of my marker point for when I'm done with a game. Uh, I don't need an open sandbox game where I just come in and blow shit up because I, I was doing that for 80% of the game. The other 20%, I was just trying to finish the story missions. So, I mean, it's hard for me to recommend. It is a lot of fun, but after a while it becomes a little repetitive. And I mean, a lot of open worlds are kind of like that where you just, Far Cry has that problem. You just go and liberate bases all day and 
eventually do a story mission here and there. And, you know, that's fun at first, but you can only hunt down so many animals to make a wallet or whatever. Yeah, so, right. uh, you know, eventually I, I have found, and this is just my personal perspective. I either want a game that is just all based on gameplay, kind of like uh, sports games are, I suppose is a good example or racing where you just, the, the appeal is the gameplay that the emergent gameplay that is within that system or I want a story-driven game a la Mass Effect or, or something of that nature. But I don't really like the in-between ones, uh, with the only exception being Mad Max. And that one was just as bad in the story from the story perspective. So I just liked the world of that one, and I liked uh, there was like some more uh, stuff to do, a better variety of things to do outside of the story. So. Um. You know, it was it was it was pretty fun, but in the at the end, I'm kind of yeah. just glad I'm done with it. Uh, so I'm moving on. Obviously, I'm I'm still playing Witcher three. Uh, I'm starting into Bayonetta, but I haven't played enough of it to talk about. Um, so those are kind of the games. I still have Cuphead on the the docket. Wow, um, I didn't know Bayonetta was on PC. PC, yeah. I think it took a while to get there, but I picked it up because I've always heard it's a really good. Uh, uh, like Devil May Cry esque hack and slash. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say hack and slash RPG, but action. I don't know what the hell you call those games. I don't know. It's got a woman in it, and her hair is her clothes. And I don't know what the hell's going on, but sometimes she's naked, and I'm. <laughs> I just hope my wife isn't in there to in in the room when I play it. What are you doing, honey? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's bad enough with Tomb Raider, but. Uh, Yes, she she's she's never really naked, but there is a point where she's wearing like a string bikini, basically. So, uh, OK, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving the go ahead that it is like hack and slash. So, um, so yeah. yeah, well, I remember playing it on the Wii U, I think. Uh, you had a demo of it. Oh yeah, and I, I had a demo for the second. Yeah, I had a demo for the second one. And I was like, this is balls ass crazy. Like. What the hell's going on? And I kind of like it because it's weird and it's sort of like anime kitsch to it, but without Oop. being anime. Josh, get it trending. Hashtag Lucas game. What does we that hashtag, mean? Well, in PSVG land, we have hashtag Kevin, Kevin game. We have hashtag Donnie game. Okay. Now we have hashtag Lucas game. Does it, does it have to be a specific? Is that just when you play a game and you're like, oh, I know who would like this. And then you say yeah. hashtag Lucas game. Yeah, like All Donnie right. likes those really weird, like anime, schoolgirl murder, honeypot, uh, the 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 um, the visual novel games. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, apparently. And then what? Kevin like Kevin likes the weird stuff. Like jazz punk is his like. We joke that jazz punk is his game of the year of jazz all punk. time. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that game I heard that kind of came and went and. Everyone was like, this is really cool. And then I never heard about it again. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Xbox Game Pass uh, because I signed up for it. I was looking at it. I'm like, is, oh! this, is this for computer? That means, you, that means you can play Sea of Thieves with us. Well, maybe because right now I don't really see a reason to keep it around because I thought everything that was uh, that was on there was I could play on PC but or play anywhere, as they call it. Not the case, but the only thing worth playing that I saw on the list right now is Gears of War 4, at least for me. And I don't know, I guess I was just under the under the impression that 
I could play most of the things that I saw, but as I was looking at it, I was realizing that honestly, there is not as much as I thought there was because there has to be, um, there has to be a, um, out with it. The the play, sorry, the play anywhere, uh, deal like the dealio. It has to be mm. Microsoft Play Anywhere. It can't just be whatever's in the Game Pass. So, gotcha. sorry, I'm trying to look it up because I I can't seem to find it very easily. There we go. Uh, so yeah, like Resident Evil Six is on there. Uh, can't play it. You can play Age of Empires DE. Oh, good. That's what I want. <laughs> or um, Halo Wars Two or Fable Fortune 1.0. Exactly, but I can't play Lego Batman or uh, some of the other games on here that I was like. Oh, you know, I'll, I guess I'll try that because it was an older game that I wouldn't buy now. But yeah, uh, you know, whatever. So like Bayonetta can't play that on PC. So it's a good thing I got it on Steam, I guess. Uh, Fable Three can't play it on PC. Uh, you know, so I'm like, I'm going through this, and I'm like, and there's no tab that, or there's no way to like show you just the ones that you can play on the T. You can't on, filter it. On PC, yeah. So I was just like, well, this is a free month that I uh, just wait, or free two yeah. weeks I just wasted. Well, uh, yeah, I haven't activated Game Pass yet. I'm basically just waiting until Sea of Thieves comes out, and then I will. Um, so you should jump back on then, because then you can play with me and Callow and Josh and everyone. Like everyone's gonna be having Sea of Thieves. So, <laughs> uh, Josh says buy an Xbox instead of a monitor. You are greatly uh, overestimating the amount of How money that I'm. <laughs> yeah, the, of the amount of money I'm going to be spending on a monitor, my friend. Um, well, apparently, if you just hang out in the PSVG PSVG Discord long enough, you just get free stuff. Xboxes. Oh, yeah. Xboxes. Okay. Yeah, Kevin. Josh sold an Xbox to Kevin. I mean, Donnie sold an Xbox to me, and then I flipped it for an Xbox One S. You know, Dev Devin just got an Xbox. I mean, just saying. Well, you know, I see. That's the thing is, I need to be more involved in a social media, obviously, so that I can just. Talk hey, about your, Twitter, pres- your Twitter presence has been blowing up lately. That's it's... true. That's true. Uh, you know, I'm I'm trying because you guys are paying. You guys are paying for that service for me to be on Twitter. So I need to make it. Uh, I need to make I, myself I available. That. I don't remember that pledge tier. Get Lucas on. Get... <laughs> That's a goal. Lucas becomes yeah. more active at a hundred dollars pledged. <laughs> um. We'll send nudes. No, but seriously, uh, I think that's all. I think that's everything for my what you playing. Honestly, I would. Yeah, I, I mean, I could have put that in IRL, but uh, turns out I don't get to play anything on Xbox Game Pass except for I may try to shoehorn in uh, Gears of War four really quickly uh, to play the story mode. But I'm not really like. I need to play Gears. Whatever. I never actually. You know, I never played the story for Gears, Gears. of War three. I uh I only played the multiplayer. I never played story on that one. So, but I hear gears is I hear a lot of good things about gears four. So I'd uh I'd love to jump into that. Yeah. So I'd like to see how it is play it, uh, to play it with a mouse and keyboard. Although now that I have this set up this way, I'll probably just go with the play over there. Uh, Xbox controller anyway. So, um, yeah, that that I think that about wraps it up for me, man. That wraps it up for you. Well, that really wraps it up for everything. What? I wasn't even prepared uh, with music, so yeah, now I gotta. We don't have. 
We got no we got no questions or silly things to talk about for well, we did bag an, this week. Yeah, we did an AMA and everybody was like heard enough about these guys. They for came the rest they of my came life. through. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean they know everybody knows what kind of porn we're into now, so or at least what penises we look for in porn, so I mean, what more do you need to know about a person? What more do you need to know? So with that, hey, thanks everybody for listening this week. Thank you for watching. Thanks for joining in on the live show. But we do want to thank all of our patrons. If you want to support the show, please check out uh, patreon.com slash flux to pose. Uh, but again, thanks to all our patrons. But special thanks to our arbiters of awesomeness, Sean Capri, Edwin Kahlo, Tyler Allen, Nathan Horton, and our executors of excellence, Josh Baloney Barbone, Dan Anthony, and Siri Renee, thank you guys so much for your support each and every month. And with that, let's uh, go off and let's make Flux Suppose great again. We're going to be back next week. I guess we're doing some gaming on the show next week. Stick tuned for details yes. on that and all, all the other good stuff here in Flux Suppose land. So that'll be episode 202 coming back in March. So we'll see you then, guys.